Hello, you are listening to KaneCast, a podcast that provides commentary on the economy and financial markets every quarter by the Kane Anderson Rudnick Investment Management Team. Hello, this is Jordan Greenhouse, Managing Director with Kane Anderson Rudnick. And with me today, I have Rich Sherry, Senior Portfolio Manager of the Kane Anderson Rudnick Global Dividend Yield Portfolio. Hello, Jordan. Happy to be here. Rich, we've seen quite a reversal in the broader markets take place at the beginning of the year for 2019. Can you walk us through performance of the Global Dividend Yield Portfolio along with index performance? Sure. So global stock markets rebounded nicely in the first quarter. This followed weakness in global stock markets late last year. That weakness happened as investors became concerned about a potential slowdown in economic activity while, at the same time, the Fed continued to communicate that it intended to continue raising interest rates. With that backdrop, during the fourth quarter, broad global benchmarks declined by low to mid double digits, our global high dividend yield benchmark declined by high single digits, and the GDY portfolio declined by mid single digits. That pessimism was reversed early in the year. First, the Fed indicated that it would pause future interest rate increases, and then the U.S. and China indicated that trade talks were progressing favorably. Thus, we saw a nice rebound in the equity markets in the first quarter. Broad global benchmarks rebounded in the low to mid double digit range, while both the GDY portfolio and the high dividend yield benchmark kept pace and returned around 10%. When taking a deeper dive into the strategy, what were some of the key contributors to the portfolio for Q1 2019? As noted earlier, the portfolio rebounded nicely during the first quarter. The portfolio's return during the quarter was driven by two major drivers. The first was those stocks that are positively impacted by strong economic growth. For example, our technology stocks were up in the mid-20% range, and our energy stocks increased by a mid-double-digit rate. Meanwhile, because interest rates declined during the quarter, our interest rate-sensitive stocks in sectors such as real estate and utilities also performed quite well during the quarter. Our real estate stocks, which benefit both from strong economic activity and lower interest rates, increased by mid-to-high double digits. This includes companies such as Lamar Advertising, which owns billboards, and Crown Castle, which owns cell towers. Both are structured as REITs and have very advantageous competitive positions, exhibit strong growth that is positively correlated with economic activity, and pay nice dividends. Utility stocks, which are somewhat less exposed to economic activity, but benefit from lower interest rates, increased at a low double-digit rate. And Rich, on the flip side, what were some of the key detractors you saw during the first quarter of 2019? Our financial stocks underperformed during the quarter, although the sector did produce a positive return in the mid-single-digit range. Banks and insurance companies have been hampered by low interest rates now for over the course of the past decade and were poised to generate positive operating leverage in a rising rate environment. They still stand to benefit from a strong economy, but short-term performance will probably be negatively impacted by low interest rates. Our consumer staple stocks also lag during the quarter as the businesses we own tend to be more steady-eddy type businesses that chug along in good economies and bad. You know, companies such as Clorox and Coca-Cola. These stocks held up exceptionally well during the fourth quarter when the stocks we owned in this sector declined only modestly. As a result, these stocks did not rebound as strongly this quarter. The portfolio also had a couple of stocks that were weak in the first quarter but were strong performers last year. Spark New Zealand and SCORE both produced strong double-digit returns last year, but were negative contributors to performance this past quarter. Spark reported results that were slightly below expectations, and this comes after the company exceeded investor expectations last year. SCORE, on the other hand, declined after Covea, a French competitor, abandoned its hostile takeover of SCORE. We had reduced our position at SCORE last year on the back of its strong performance related to the acquisition offer. 
Rich, my last question relates to the strategies focused on dividends. Can you explain what impact recent commentary by Fed Powell, along with some of the dovish commentary around the globe, has had on the strategy? How are these impacting the business you consider investing or currently investing, and what opportunities are you seeing moving forward? Sure. So the dovish commentary that we've been hearing from Chairman Powell and the heads of other central banks is reflective of a global economy that is not growing very fast today and is not generating very much inflation. Economic growth has been negatively impacted by trade tensions between the U.S. and China, and the U.S. is exhibiting the best growth among major economies. But Europe struggles to grow a decade after the financial crisis, and China is exhibiting its first period of slowing economic growth in a long time. As a result, several countries have interest rates around or below zero, notably Germany and Japan. In addition, many central banks are struggling to achieve their inflation targets, and deflation probably represents a bigger risk today than runaway inflation. We believe that these growth and inflation concerns may persist for a period of time and that interest rates may remain low as a result. Given this backdrop, it's worthwhile to note that many of the businesses that we own are slow-growing, mature businesses that chug along in both good economies and bad, and that have the ability to pay a stable dividend in both good economies and bad. Therefore, the current slow-growth environment we are in does not have a material impact on the businesses that we own or on their ability to pay a stable dividend. The impact actually has been more pronounced in the stocks that we own as opposed to the businesses themselves. We own a fair amount of stocks that investors would consider bond proxy stocks. These are stable businesses that generate a lot of cash and pay nice dividends. As a result, when interest rates are moving lower, investors that are looking for investments that generate yield tend to rotate out of lower yielding fixed income alternatives and into these stocks. Stocks that fit that description, such as in the real estate and utility sectors, did particularly well this quarter. The opportunity set we see in front of us today is not radically different from the recent past. We're always looking to find opportunities to invest in good dividend-paying stocks and to create balance in the portfolio. The portfolio will always own a fair amount of the bond proxy stocks. Our sweet spot remains investing in slow-growing, mature businesses that tend to have a sticky revenue base that carries over from year to year and is less exposed to economic volatility and business disruption. However, we also want to make sure that we own stocks and businesses that are favorably exposed to a faster-growing economy and to higher interest rates. That is why we own banks and insurance companies and companies in the industrial sector. These are the stocks that have underperformed recently, but may represent an area of opportunity today. Once again, I've been speaking with Rich Sherry, Senior Portfolio Manager of the Kane Anderson Rudnick Global Dividend Yield Portfolio, and getting his thoughts on the look back of 2019. Thank you, Rich, for your time and valuable insight you bring to our KaneCast listeners. Thanks for having me, Jordan. KaneCast is the official podcast series of Kane Anderson Rudnick Investment Management. Kane Anderson Rudnick provides this communication as a matter of general information. The opinions stated here and are those of the speakers and not necessarily the opinions of Kane Anderson Rudnick or its affiliates. Portfolio managers at Kane Anderson Rudnick make investment decisions in accordance with specific guidelines and restrictions. As a result, client accounts may differ in strategy and composition from the information presented herein. Any facts and statistics quoted are from the sources believed to be reliable, but they may be incomplete or condensed, and we do not guarantee their accuracy. This communication is not an offer or solicitation to purchase or sell any security and is not in the research report. Individuals should consult with a qualified financial professional before making any investment decisions.